0: Episode 18 of Beam Me to Sick Bay. I am Mira, your host. I'm here with McFreeze. Yeah. And Hayes. Hello. So we have a little change of plans today. We were originally going to do both Measure of a Man and the Dauphine today, but uh we're recording a little late in the week, uh, for reasons, various reasons. And also Measure of a Man, we, we talked about it and we think it deserves just a full episode on its own. Because talking about any other episode after this is gonna be like, whoa. I just a disappointment. A disappointment for that other episode to have to follow Measure of a Man. So we are we're gonna focus all of today on Measure of a Man and that's what we're gonna be talking about. Wouldn't
1: yeah, they really say... should have, they really should have just
2: ended the show after this. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Star Trek's over. They did it. Um I actually like the next episode after after this, the dolphin. Um I just think that and I, I just think it would have been completely overshadowed by Measure of a Man. Cause it's like you go into discussing this this episode and there's a lot to talk about. The dolphin is definitely much more simplistic, a lot more of kind of season one early season two stuff, where it's just not that much actually going on in the episode, despite being fun. So it, um, actually in in preparation for watching this episode, I actually watched the dolphin first. I was like, wow, you know what? The dolphin's a pretty good episode. I enjoyed it. (laughs) And then I watched measure of a man. It's like, boy, I'm glad I watched this episode second.
0: (laughs) (laughs) you were thinking ahead yeah no it's it's not that the often is bad it's just that it's not it's it's a much weaker episode it's a much uh lighter episode than measure yeah. of a man which is not light at all it's it discusses some very heavy stuff um and we want to give that it's all it's all attention it's own all attention plus this way we have to watch fewer for the weekend i, I, was, actually,
2: <laughs> I was actually talking with merc before the show that like i think so far between uh elementary my dear Wat uh of data, excuse me. And um uh, measure of a man. I think I really greatly prefer the like single uh, plot episodes of Star Trek rather than like the multi-plot ones. Cause I feel like they have like so much more time to kind of flesh out the story and take time with scenes and everything. They're not like, you know, th- th- there's no, there's no compulsion to kind of like sprint through everything or to leave one of the plots kind of half done or not really that well thought out. And, um, yeah, I I think that's where I'm at in terms of like what 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 I think makes a a good episode, what makes a better episode of Star Trek.
0: Yeah, and I think I I think again, it's it's um just the writing is the difference here. Like I, I right. they can do good a plot b plot episodes, they can do bad single plot episodes. I'm pretty sure the dolphin, like again, yeah, not that it's bad, but it's a much lighter episode. I don't think that episode had a b plot, did it?
2: Uh, the dolphin, it's like. Hmm. Yeah, no, it might have, I guess, really, they really, really have one, but it also barely had an A plot, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I, I think it's just the writing quality and, and the writers just haven't gotten there yet. But when they, when you're right, when they do focus on one plot, it has been fleshed out a lot better, especially when data's there. Turns out data's good for the episodes.
1: Yeah, I'm think yeah. I'm thinking of all the most iconic episodes, and surprisingly, they are all like one plot and very heavy Patrick Stewart episodes. Very weird that that would turn out um, to be good episodes.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong actually. Uh I'm thinking about those two now and yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, that that guy might be he might have a future in this business.
0: <laughs> he's a, he's a great actor. We've said before, we've said many times again. We love you Sir Patrick Stew. Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart is his fair handle.
2: And he's great whenever he like gets to do things because there's a lot of episodes where he's just kind of the dad and he doesn't really do a lot outside of being the, the dad of the episode. Like in elementary, my dear Watson, like he's fine in that episode. He ra- kind of wraps it up, wraps it up at the end, but he doesn't have a lot to do. And that's I'm trying to think of like what he does in season one for the most part, besides just kind of like be the guy in charge he has, like, I want to say there's, like, one episode where he kind of gets to flex his, like, kind of theater muscles, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um, wow. in, the, in the opening, he kind of gets a lot of that. Uh, yes, the, that's true. Uh, in the, the trial, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think that's probably the most he does in that entire season. That's it not true. Be.
0: The conspiracy was in that season, and that was a very heavy... Uh... Card episode, and then also that one where his his old lover is there. Although I don't remember anything about that episode again. I've already <laughs> forgotten everything that happens in that episode. I, I, um, I actually think
2: uh, I, I think uh, um the the Paris episode. I forget what the the actual title of it. Um, all, all we have left is Paris or something. We'll
0: we'll always have Paris. We'll always
2: have Paris. That's yeah, right. that's
0: the episode I was talking about. I, I don't remember shit about that episode. But he has think, he's a he, there's a lot of him in it.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, th- that, that's what I mean. Like he he can be in a lot of episode, but he doesn't have a lot to like kind of flex his muscles with. Like, I, I think in conspiracy, like, what is he doing most of the time? He's just kind of sitting around and glumly looking at parasite people. He's not, like, getting to really kind of show off that much. But I, I agree with McFreeze where in the, like, the trial of that first episode is when he gets to kind of do Picard speechy things where he's, like, really enunciating at Q and having kind of, like, fun in his role.
0: You ever think how different the world would be if if Patrick Stewart had been cast on, like, a, a law drama instead of Star Trek? <laughs> because he oh. would be so good in a law drama wouldn't he that
2: would be that's true that's every really... like
0: every court episode he's really good in like even uh justice the court stuff in that the very brief court stuff in that he's great he's just uh he has such a commanding presence
1: he's good but, at uh telling the audience what the correct answer is
2: to any, yeah. <laughs> to any this, guy dilemma. Be, this guy should be a commander or something
0: <laughs> uh, some kind of uh, admiral uh <laughs> yeah. all right shall we talk about measure of a man Lead no, a not that we not that we haven't already been doing that but <laughs>
3: <laughs> let's cover it
0: let's 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 get to it so the measure of a man uh first aired on february 13th 1989 it was written by melinda m snodgrass and directed by robert shearer and the in-universe state is 42523.7 Solar year 2365. And in this episode, uh, it, the legal rights and status of Data is called into question as a commander wants to disassemble him to build more Data's. And, Pretty uh, fucked Ka- up. And Picard must defend him. Yeah, it's uh, it's fucked up. There's a few scenes like, um, you know, McFreeze and I were watching this together with another friend earlier in this week, uh, earlier last week, whenever that was. And uh, there's a couple of times where it's just like, you're just now realizing this is fucked up in the episode, like yelling (laughs) at them, like, really? This didn't occur to you before?
2: It's one thing I actually like about this episode a lot is that we've never gotten like any sense that Starfleet is anything other than perfect before this it's just like, okay, the way Starfleet handles things is always ideal. It's always like, you know, the most optimal way of handling things. There's no problems in and within our kind of like legal system here. And this is like the first episode where like you kind of get a hint that like, nah, people can still kind of politic their way through Starfleet. Like they can they can take their way and they can get they they, they can do nefarious things even in this like ideal in idealized world.
0: Yeah, there's some of the things that come up in this episode that make you wonder like how is the Federation functioning as strongly as it is when this is this is the kind of thinking involved, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm. th- they're still very human, you know? They're, you can see a lot of our current human in this, unlike other episodes where, where like I said, they, they're portrayed as this perfect, like, utopia of humanity. Uh, and uh, it's a lot better. I mean, Star Trek is a lot better, Is in, is better in general, in my opinion, when they show the cracks of that veneer you know right. when they, when they show the actual humanity still there and, uh, and
2: what w- what i like about it too is that it's like a give and take thing it shows that like starfleet like isn't this like perfect organization but it still has like these you know these checks and balances like obviously there's a trial that data's given a fair shake in, in his own terms like even though the the way they set that trial up is very slapdash mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um but, like, it's it's there's, like, still checks and balances for everything, at least. It's not like people are able to just kind of get away, uh, like, just bypassing the system entirely. Yeah,
0: it, the system's not corrupt, but it's not perfect. And I I'm yes. not, I really like it. I think that's more inspirational than showing, like, oh, yeah, we've got a perfect space utopia in the future. Like, no, they, they work for this.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's, like, there's a quote here uh, from... The writer, uh, Melinda Snodgrass, which I think is very telling here. So it says, uh, Gene Roddenberry nearly killed the measure of a man because according to Gene, there were no lawyers in the 24th century. (laughs) Because if people had criminal intentions, they had their minds made right.
2: What? What?
1: It is, is, first of all, very uh, interesting perspective. And also, you know, there are still civil cases, <laughs> like a lot of them that happen. Is not everything is a criminal trial? Yeah. Was
2: just wasn't there like an episode in season one where they say like, "Yeah, there's no crime on Earth anymore. We solved it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 undid it. We fixed it.
0: We simply nobody ever has crime because we detect thought crime and then we rewrite their brains."
2: Yeah, it was like something not indifferent to that. Oh man, I need I need to dig that back up. But yeah, um, you you can tell that Gene really wants like this like absurdly idealized world, which is both not compelling and also just kind of like, and also incre- completely fascist. Yes, yes, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say like I I'm gonna give him the uh, some credit and say he's not trying to be fascist as much as just like overly uh what's the word. Just fascist? <laughs> no.
0: Nobody ever tries to be fascist. It just happens.
2: Just overly idealized, I guess, is all I'm trying to say. Where he he wants the he wants this like imaginary world where things are good and you shouldn't need to think of it more than that. Man's fascist, but um, <laughs> but I I want to feel like there's more good intentions there than man i keep saying this out loud (laughs) it sounds worse but i I, uh i think he's not trying to be uh malicious with his intent of saying there's no crime as much as why would there be crime everything's perfect like there's no reason for there to be crime that doesn't make any sense but i think that's his thinking
0: yeah well and like mcfreeze said this isn't even a criminal case this is like Civil, nobody's committed yeah. a crime they just have a a disagreement a civil disagreement which is probably how they got the episode through gene they're like no this isn't This nobody's a crime we just have to you still have to have lawyers in the future i'm sorry dude you can't just <sighs> agree oh, law no th- this is a much better view of utopia than than what gene roddenberry wants <laughs>
3: yeah
1: you know that gene guy he he's not always having
2: all the best opinions
0: not really, no. <laughs> so in this episode, go ahead.
2: Oh, I was just going to say, I watched that some more of the original series, and definitely uh, you are correct.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, the the Enterprise starts out en route to a new Starbase for a port call, and uh, we cut immediately into this poker game with Pulaski, uh, The Forge, Data, O'Brien, and Riker. And uh, this is apparently Data's first poker game. He's read all the rule books. He's ready to go. He's got this cute little plastic cap on. It's adorable. Uh, (laughs) And uh, O'Brien's just like, like, oh, it's time to pluck a pigeon. (laughs) Because he thinks he understands. Data thinks he understands the game perfectly well, but he has no fucking clue. You know, he's never played poker before. He doesn't know.
2: He, He understands the statistics and the theory, but he doesn't understand the practice.
0: Yeah. Oh, and McFries, what were you saying about the pool scene? Tell us about the pool scene here.
2: Oh, um, we
1: have... Yes, yes, yes. We have to scroll up and find it. Okay. So the original script, um, was Data trying to learn how to swim and discovering that it was not as easy as he thought it would be. But, uh... When she sold the script and was hired to work on the show, Maurice Hurley and the various production people said, we can't afford to get a swimming pool and get the actor and try to keep his makeup intact and all that. We
2: got to get something else. The makeup so. was the first thing I just thought about. It's like, how is that going to work? You, you
0: would not be able to have data in a pool. Yeah. No, that would not work. <laughs> well, and, yeah. and so they rewrote it to this poker scene, which right. uh, is, is funny because it became uh, an iconic thing, like you haven't seen this yet, Hayes, because obviously you haven't seen the whole show yet. But they do the officer poker game quite a lot. Hmm. It's pretty. It's pretty often used in the teaser of the episode, and it's um, it's a great way for you just have characters like casually interacting and you know conversing and bullshitting, and it's good. It's, and I
2: think. I think also this just like works better than like a pool scene in terms of like how data operates, where like he understands statistics, but he doesn't understand like illogical bluffing. Yeah. Like that that kind of plays up like the way he kinda interprets the world more than just like I guess the idea with like swimming is that he would have, he would like struggle with like currents and stuff. But I think I think this is like this plays better with how he like yeah. approaches things. This is yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like swimming is like is a totally um physical activity here. It's not it doesn't really have anything to do with the theme of you know the episode yeah the struggle between <laughs> you know between machine and humanity right know, and understanding each other you
2: know right totally they're, they're, they're like you don't get that kind of disparity between like data and like his fellow man who kind of is able to understand this thing that he can't quite grasp
0: yeah right. so as this as scene unfolds uh we've, we've kind of alluded to it but data ends up in a in a um a bit off not a bit off <laughs> <laughs> um he ends up in in vetting against uh Riker and Riker keeps raising him and uh Data calls him and Riker raises him again and calls him and and uh data's becoming really concerned because data reveals that he actually has a uh, three of a kind of queens, which is a pretty pretty decent hand. Yeah. And uh he doesn't know what Riker could have that would beat that, but uh he's not really really sure he might have a flesh, not not entirely positive um he's just asking riker is that what is known as a poker face (laughs) i love that (laughs) um and of course riker is bluffing him and eventually he does get data to uh stop calling and and give up and he wins the hand and then data's like what what the hell was that that's not how you play the game and everyone's like he bluffed you data that's how that's how poker works which mind you data said he read every rule book for poker (laughs)
1: No, not just every rule book, every book and every paper on poker.
0: But he forgot to read any of them that, that mentioned bluffing, kind of the one of the key things about poker. Uh, but it, it does just go over his head. He doesn't He doesn't understand. And uh, Pulaski's like, well, of course, it's about intuition. You know, he, he, had, the, he had the gut feeling that he, you weren't going to call him.
2: I like that Data makes like the lemmy face at all of this. He's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> It is the limmy face. He invented it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's he's very confused and, and tired. <laughs>
2: I also like that, like Riker just like scares him into just like making a move at the very end because like Dave's really trying to probe him about like is that, is that a poker face? Is that what you're doing? Riker's just like, are you playing or not?
0: Yeah, no, Riker's good at poker. That's what the scene teaches us. <laughs> yeah, really. he's awesome.
1: got a he's got a good d- demeanor, if yeah. you will
2: stares into your soul and takes your yeah. money.
0: And honestly, Data should have, should have called him. He should have He should have trusted his statistical analysis of the game and gone with it cuz he could be a very good poker player if he just played that way. Honestly, I'm going to tell you.
1: Yeah, I think do not let Do not I let Data play blackjack. I think Data would not be allowed in casinos
2: probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um, meanwhile, uh, elsewhere, D- Data, Picard- are
2: you Data, are you counting cards? I have to.
0: <laughs> I, ha- I have no option. How else would I know what cards are out there?
2: <laughs> uh,
0: so Picard is sitting in a cafe at the Starbase meanwhile, and he sees a woman that he knows. He's like, oh, my God. Just this this recognition uh, of this woman he hasn't seen in a long time. He walks over to her, and she smiles at him. And uh, we learn that she is Philippe Louvois. And they haven't seen each other in 10 years. And Picard says, if we weren't around all these people, do you know what I'd like to do? And Louvois is like, bust a chair across my teeth. Picard says, after that. Oh. And she says, "Oh, ain't love wonderful!" And then we get the intro to the show.
1: I wonder what I wonder what they were gonna do. I don't know. Uh,
0: they were gonna fist fight. They were gonna have some fisticuffs.
1: You don't so break they... a chair on someone's teeth. That's that's bad.
0: That's pretty bad. Hurt you shouldn't do that. Yeah. So the the two of them are having drinks together, and she tells him that now she's in charge of the uh, brand new Jag office out here. She's got no staff yet, except for one scared uh, ensign and uh that she's gonna make some new law and and stuff but apparently we learned that she uh had left starfleet for a while uh following she had prosecuted picard after the stargazer court martial, because apparently it's it's standard after a ship is lost which, as the stargazer was which we learned in season one um they, they court martial court martial to determine if anyone was at fault etc and she was the prosecutor so she allegedly got pushed out of starfleet because of this um and they, they are interrupted. Oh, no. Let me say one more thing first. They um, She tells him that uh, it's good to know that he's still a pompous ass. But then she flirts really hard back with him and says, uh, but you're still a sexy man.
3: This
1: is good because, like, immediately before she said that, I had written down, man, Picard is really being a condescending dick here. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know.
2: I, I like that she there. calls
1: him a sexy man
2: oh sorry go ahead no i didn't have anything more than that i just like that the making the most awkward pose like back to her whenever she's like what a sexy man <laughs> <laughs> he's like half turning around
0: <laughs> he doesn't get called a sexy man very often he doesn't know what to do with this he's he's a captain of his vessel nobody's like hey captain looking sexy today
2: it's like a 50-year-old balding
1: man.
0: He, he is sexy, though. I mean, like... Well, here's
1: here's my question, though. Why did she say you can buy me dinner when they don't use money? That doesn't make any sense.
0: Don't they use money? The energy credits are some bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, don't think about it too much. <laughs>
2: I guess you kind of just get ice cream from Guinan. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's true. She does have a lot of ice cream. Um, So so they're interrupted by uh, an admiral whose name I didn't catch. Did you guys catch this admiral's name?
2: No, I did not write that. Oh, admiral something.
0: Yeah, I don't know. His
1: first name was admiral. I know that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this guy admiral. And he's also with a science commander in a blue shirt. uh, And uh, Filippo excuses herself and tells Picard to buy her dinner. uh, But the science officer, we learn, is Commander Bruce Maddox. And the Admiral says that uh, Bruce Maddox has a proposal for Picard, but first he wants to see the Enterprise. So we have uh, Picard, the Admiral, and Maddox walking onto the bridge. And then um, we get this shot, like, they're walking into the bridge from, let's say, what, what is it, the corner near Khan? And they walk past Data. And as they're walking past Data, Maddox is giving these this look, this look to Data of, like, you would think that he was coming onto him. that's the look it's like this this heavy like flirtatious like oh i'm into you look um and data looks super uncomfortable he's like uh uh, excuse me (laughs) but the admiral's just like oh the enterprise is great it's so great to be here i love your guys' ship it's fantastic oh by the way commander maddox is here to work on your android
2: oh he's gonna work on him all right whenever um he says that and maddox walks over to data the most ominous fucking music you've ever heard <laughs> yes. in your life. <laughs> it's just, just com- absolutely. It's like the most horror music we've had in the whole show. It's just like, hello, Data. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> <Du-du-du-du-du>.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just this really dramatic music sting. Uh, and so Data tells us that he actually knows, knows Bruce Maddox. He was on uh, Data's Starfle- Starfleet entrance committee and was the sole member of that committee to uh, to not want him into Starfleet Academy on the grounds that he didn't believe Data was a sentient being. Uh, and so now he's here to disassemble data is what he's here for he says well what are you here to do oh I, i'm here to disassemble data dun, dun, well, dun, dun, dun. he,
2: he kind of like creeps up to it right where he's like well well data i find you really fascinating in fact i've been working on uh the, some schematics based on what we know about you and i was hoping you can you know come h- come and help me out and they're trying to like you know ask like oh well, Mr. dr maddox like what do you want from data he's like oh, you know, I just kind of want to poke, ahead and poke around in his head, see what he knows, and, you know, disassemble him and take take him apart. <laughs> it's like, he's, re- <laughs> he's really not forthcoming about it until, like, he really gets approved, which he, he's just kind of deceitful throughout the entire episode in general in terms of, like, his approach to stuff and, like, his, and how he kind of, like... Like, he, he never really seems like he knows what he's doing at any given point. And, and the stuff that he, like, does want to do, he's just kind of sly about he he, he is like this yeah. villainous the entire time he's talking he always has like this kind of villainous demeanor about him. well he
1: he yeah. knows that people are not gonna agree with him so he has planned everything out in advance so that he can still get what he wants
0: yes yeah yeah it is very underhanded and very dirty and you think that like intellectually he would know that that maybe he actually does consider that data might be a sentient being since he's going to all these lengths to be like, Oh, he's just a machine. It's fine. I, uh, uh by the way, uh, he has no choice. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no option here.
2: Oh no, 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 Merk. He does not, uh, refer to data as a, he.
0: Oh, that's true. He, the entire episode, he refers to him as an it, uh, yep. which is the first sign that something is amiss, but we get the scene next in the conference, uh, room, where we have Picard and Riker talking with Maddox and Data is next to him. And the, the body language in this scene is so telling where Maddox is like only sp- addressing Picard and Riker. Uh, he will occasionally turn to Data when Data says something to him, but he like pretends Data is is just a machine. Like he pretends Data is not a person that is worth addressing in this room. It's, it's very uncomfortable. Uh, he very, very much just non-person's Data. Um, but, but is asking like, okay, what was what, what is your explanation here? What's the plan? And Maddox says that, uh, he's been fascinated with Data ever since Data's application to the Starfleet Academy. And then he began to study Dr. Soong's work and he believes he's close to a breakthrough that would allow him to replicate the work. Uh, and Data actually thinks it sounds intriguing. Like, like it uh. is not like, uh, you want to tear me apart? Oh, he's like, no, oh, that sounds very interesting. Mm, yes. Yes. Uh, but, um, Maddox, uh, gives him a rundown on the whole process. He's going to go through, uh, while calling data it the whole time, but data stops him and asks him uh, if he's constructed a positronic brain, and he says yes. And then he asks him if he's resolved the electron resistance across the neural filaments. And Maddox says, "Not precisely, but I, I trust I'll figure it out once I, once I have your brain open." And data's like, "Oh, hmm, I would think that hmm. would be a necessary first step."
3: Yeah, you, you
1: do, you do want to make sure that the brain uh, still can be put back together. I think that's probably something you want. If you only have one data, you probably want to still have one data after you're done. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. And and Picard asks Maddox what the risk would be to Data, and Maddox just replies, "Negligible." But Data says that he doesn't think Maddox Maddox's research has uh, advanced far enough to warrant the risk of this procedure. He's like, "I don't think this is a good idea. Uh, we should we should hold off on this." And Picard says he can't allow Data to submit to the experiment, given you know he's a valued member of the bridge crew. And then Maddox drops his trump card that he has orders for data to be immediately transferred under his command. And he tells Data that he's to report to his uh, office tomorrow morning at 0900 hours.
2: It's interesting that he's able to have pull because I was, I, was, you know, I was counting the pins. I forget uh, what three pins signifies. Is that me and a uh, lieutenant commander? Or, sorry, just a lieutenant? That,
0: that's just a commander. Three pins is a yeah. commander. Four okay. pins is a captain.
2: Yeah, it's interesting that he's able to somehow get this clearance uh, above Picard's head, because you think that Picard would be be able to out like, I guess he wouldn't be able to outrank like, you know, someone from uh, Starfleet headquarters, but like, you think he'd have like more pull over this guy.
1: Yeah, it would seem like he must have gone right to the Admiral for this because you you would think that Picard would be the first one notified about this, right? And they wouldn't just do this over his head.
0: Yeah, I think Maddox must be like tennis buddies with the admiral or something. I'm like, oh, by the way, you know that robot they got on the Enterprise? I just want to take a look at his insides. Could you just transfer him to my office for me? You
2: can have you can have a Data as a caddy, and you're not near your next game. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I just had a thought about how they could have just avoided this entire episode. Hey, you've transported data one time, right? I got an idea. Beep, beep, beep. Okay, here's out. <laughs> hey, O'Brien, come over here real quick.
0: <laughs> hey, O'Brien, can you just make us 10,000 more data? Thank you.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God, can man. you
2: imagine a room full of rent spiders?
0: <laughs> yes actually i can't i There's...
1: can imagine it and yeah, oh good. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm not gonna say anything more um so picard is in his ready room and he's reading some laws on his computer screen and thinking and data rings the door and picard's called him and picard's like we have a problem <laughs> data agrees he's picard doesn't want to lose data obviously data doesn't want to be lost Data wants to stay where he is Uh, but he says i won't submit to the procedure and Picard uh kind of plays the devil's advocate here and says well you know you, they might be onto something it would be very useful to Starfleet to have more of you you know cuz you're you're very uh, valuable and Data then like uses this fantastic comparison to for Picard's brain <laughs> it, like blows <laughs> Picard's mind by saying like um Think of uh, Geordi's eyes. Uh, If if they're superior to human eyes, why is it not required for every Starfleet officer to get uh, cybernetic implants? And Picard just is like immediately silent, like, fuck, he's right, damn. And Data just says, I see. It is precisely because I am not human. Picard's like,
1: damn. I can't believe I got out Picarded.
0: (laughs) I can't believe
2: I was briefly robot racist. (laughs)
0: yeah he immediately feels extremely bad about what he was saying you know and he's like dude he's right you can't just do that ask
2: even if they're a robot you can't just ask for them to be disassembled at a whim especially especially it's like such a great risk to them like it's like you're you're not they're not just like uh bionicles it's not like okay just take me up just take me apart because it's easier for me it's like it's it's fucked up it's really fucked
0: up it's a really fucked up suggestion yeah uh, and then uh, Picard dismisses data, but he also pulls all Starfleet regulations regarding transfers of his officer of officers to review, to try to figure out how to solve this, and he can't. So we see him next in Uh Philippa Louvois' office on the Starbase, and he's telling her that he needs her, her help. He doesn't understand this gobbledygook, he says, <laughs> <laughs> but he tells her what's going on—that they want to take data from him, and he he wants to stop it, and um uh, that he that he has rights, you know, that he should be able to refuse this. And uh, she just goes, all this passion over a machine. And he's like, do not fuck with me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's, he's like doing all this. He's like, he's being so passionate and is like so serious about this. She's like, oh, now it's time to flirt with him."
2: Well, yeah. the, it, it's interesting because from like the very first moment, it, it isn't just that part throughout the, the entire scene where he kind of comes in. He's like, OK, I need your help. This is like serious. She's like teasing him the entire time. And it like, kind of leads up to her making that one little last kind of jab at him before he like really lays down the law. He's like, no, this is fucking serious. I'm going to lose like my friend and officer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She he's He is like angry, passionate. You know, he's not just like enthusiastic. He is. He's pissed. And she is really reading the room wrong. (laughs) Yeah. She she is just in flirt mode. And she's like, oh, so you want my help, huh? No, no, this is not sexy times. (laughs) (laughs) But she tells him that uh, Data's options are he can resign from Starfleet. Like, that's pretty much it. They can't cancel the transfer orders. But if he doesn't want to do procedure, that's all he can do. And uh, she then is, like, very smugly, so you came to me for help. And Picard is just fucking not having it. (laughs) <laughs> and he barks at her, like, of course I came to you. You're the JAG officer for this sector. I had no choice but to come to you. And she's like, oh, if I didn't mean it that way, I'm sorry. I'm just glad that you could come to me for help. And uh, she says she wishes things were different. And he says he wishes he could believe that. And, and as she, he walks out and she makes this face, like, God, I always blow it with this guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I have two questions. Yes, go ahead. Are JAG officers a real thing?
0: Yes, they are.
2: Okay. You ever, you ever hear of the... Of the, sh-
1: the t- the hit television show Jag.
2: Okay, second question. Is that where Jag-Off comes from?
0: I don't think so. I don't
1: think so, <laughs> but I did write down that she's the Jag-Off for this sector. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, Judge Advocate General so is a real thing. It's a Navy thing, isn't it? Uh...
1: Yeah, it's like Navy cops, basically. Well, yeah. Star- Starfleet or, is uh... basically the Navy. Which yes, makes sense. it is. Mm-hmm. Or like... Uh, like uh, investigators, lawyers, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I guess it's not just the Navy; it's it's all of the U.S. Uh, Air Force, Army, etc. Sure, but it seems like like you know there are
2: admirals. There's, I feel like there's been other other references, to, like Navy positions in Starfleet. So yes,
0: yeah, yeah no, the, I would say that Starfleet's for sure a, a naval thing
2: yeah it it seems yeah probably heavily based off the navy i ain't no military guy i ain't know what i'm talking about
0: look they got ships the ships have captains it's is how much more naval do you want
2: things are called the uss whatever that's a navy thing
0: yeah it's basically the
2: navy it's basically the navy um what else was i gonna say i don't know it was just a good scene one thing i also liked was that when she suggests that like oh why is not data just uh resign like i feel like she's also kind of like playing coy at herself there in that moment where she's just like yeah i got fucked too and i had to resign and it sucked
0: like <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't read that into it but you might be right she's, just, she's just, it's just like okay well that's a decision he has to make you know sometimes you gotta lose your entire career because of shit yeah so I didn't think about that dimension, but you're right. Um, so we see Data. He's in his he's in his quarters. He's packing a little little cute little lunch pail container of his uh, belongings. Um, this what is this fucking bag though? It looks like a lunch pail. Seriously,
2: it's like it looks like a like video what, game container. I think <laughs> it
1: is like what they would use on the Simpsons to carry around a radioactive rod inside.
0: Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's, it's like a it's hard like, hard side case, but it's yeah. like. He's packing his belongings, but this thing is not not much bigger than a lunchbox, like a a, big, a round briefcase. I would say maybe I don't know, but he's packing things. Uh, one of the, he puts in the um the box uh, a hollow image of Tasha Yar.
2: I did not think about why he brought a image of Tasha Yar with him. I just thought, like, oh, it's his old friend.
0: Uh, well, don't yes. worry; they get to that later in the episode. I, I, I really
2: didn't <laughs> think Merk. I really you didn't think
0: why he wanted the thing of you Tasha don't. Yar.
2: It doesn't really
1: come to you. Immediately.
2: No, not until they
0: say it out loud. Well the thinking too is like she's also deceased, like he might just be trying to remember her because she died on duty and stuff. That
2: that was my thought. I wasn't thinking what it would be.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was that was a long time ago, you know. It's okay to forget.
0: It was a long time ago. Uh, Oh and he also did you okay, this blew my mind because he also takes a case of metals that he pulls from a drawer in the wall? Like that's a drawer? Did you guys know those were drawers?
2: I wasn't even thinking about the wall drawers.
1: I didn't I, know what. I wasn't even looking at it. Yeah. Well, you gotta
0: watch the things when you're watching the show, McFreeze. You know? I'm
1: writing down jokes to say. <laughs> McFreeze, um, say a joke. Uh, w- uh, w- d- 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 d-
0: Loozle wuzzle.
1: I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, they have the drawers just in the wall. I thought that was very clever. I like that. But, uh, he has a little case of medals and also an old book that he he kind of looks at and puts on the table, and he walks to the other side of his quarters and then guess who who walks uh walks right in, doesn't even knock is fucking Bruce Maddox um and he just mm-hmm. starts yeah, the audience goes Boo. uh he just picks up the book that data set down and starts reading it out loud to data. And he asks Data, you know, is the book just words to you or uh, do you fathom the meaning? And Data's like, uh, what the hell, dude? Why are you in my room? <laughs> Isn't it customary for people to knock before they enter? Um, and, and Max is just trying to wants to talk it out with Data. You know, he says, uh, I just I want to make this procedure happen. Uh, the risk is really minimal. And, you know, and your memories are going to remain intact. And Data points out that uh, he may lose the essence of those memories that uh, of those experiences. And he would just have the facts. Like he'd essentially get brain damage from the procedure is the risk. Yeah. And, uh and data, you know, uses the comparison of his poker game experience of how he had read every book on poker, except for every the ones about book. bluffing. <laughs> 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 um And it, it had not prepared him at all for the experience, for the essence of that, of that moment. Uh, and that's the kind of thing that he's worried about losing. And uh, it, Maddox is like, well, you're still under my command and you have to do what I say. And and Data says, uh, no, actually, I'm not under yours or anyone else's command. I have resigned from Starfleet. And And he also explains, too, which I think is a really nice uh, explanation, too, that this isn't just his own ego, but he's a unique being. that was the invention of, of Dr. Soong and his existence adds to the substance and flavor of the universe and the universe would lose something if he were destroyed. And it's like, he's right, you know? It's He's not even just thinking about, like, his himself or his uh, his own selfishness. He, he's thinking about, like, he's an entire uh, race of beings in just that one guy, basically. Yeah.
2: And Laura, yeah. maybe, somewhere.
0: Well, he... <laughs> 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 Laura's Tar-
2: definitely
1: not coming back ever
0: yeah. laura got lost to space we'll never see him again do 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 never once looking at my watch to count the days to where lore comes back
2: <laughs> <laughs> where are my lore heads
0: <laughs> um but but yeah he's right though
2: no, no, yeah, like, you, you like, wouldn't, like, do, like, open surgery on, like, the only remaining dodo bird in existence, because that'd be fucked up to do. It's, like, the only, it's, it's the last living example of, like, a race, and I guess Data, in his case, is the first, like, first example of a certain race of people in this universe, and to just kind of snuff that out in the name of science and nothing else is, like, it's, it's fucked up. It's not yeah. okay.
0: No, it's not okay at all.
2: Um, I also wanted to. What was I going to say? Um, ah, I I lost it. Never mind. Well, I I did like when he said, I
1: when Maddox said I had hoped we could be doing this together, which is very rich, given how underhanded he went about this whole process. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
2: Oh, um, I just wanted to also say, like, it really caught me off guard about how like. Yeah, Data is totally prepared to just fucking, or for, for all intents and purposes, has resigned from Starfleet at this point. I didn't expect the show. I, I thought the show would be like, okay, Data, we're going to find another solution for you. We're not going to have you fucking resign. That'd be too much. We got to keep you on the show. No, they're prepared to just like fucking boot him out of here.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they don't have a choice because it's like the next day he's going to be disassembled. You know, they right. got to act fast.
2: Right, I I was just expecting that like okay, Data, we're gonna take this to court. We're or, I, I thought I thought that's where like the trial. I, I knew this episode had like a trial because come on, you got you got to know about that. Mm-hmm. But like I thought I thought like that that's where the trial would start. Um, and kind of would things would devolve from there. I didn't think that like okay, Data is just going to straight up resign, he have a going away party and everything, and like no. No, I just I don't know. I I didn't expect for things like to escalate that hard. For things to like not have like this sort of magical sort of, um. Like not resolution, but like way to fight outside of something like that harsh.
0: Yeah. Well. and it makes to the stakes in the actual trial that they they actually go to trial for much much bigger, you know. Yes, Because yes. the it stakes makes that aren't way just better. the stakes aren't just like is data going to change commands? It's is data even a person? Is data does data have legal rights? You know, and that's a fucking huge trial.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, uh, or later, I guess Maddox has gone to Louvois for a legal remedy for this, and Picard and Maddox are in her office arguing, and Maddox is is uh, just arguing. Oh, he's just a machine. You're just putting up a fight for data because he looks human, but he's just a machine. And he's explaining to Louvois how valuable it would be for an army of data to exist in Starfleet. Don't think and, about uh, it. <laughs> and, she, and she's like, "Well, you're preaching to the choir here, but uh, tell me, tell me more. Tell me why he should not have rights." And um, Picard yells at Maddox that Data is a Starfleet officer and he does still have certain rights. And then Maddox says the line that really drops the shoe on whether or not he's a good guy in this episode (laughs) where he goes, rights, rights, I'm sick to death of hearing about rights. I
2: think this guy might be bad.
1: I really like how, um, even though this is like such a, this is like such a classic and seminal, uh, like sci-fi like this is a sci-fi episode that influenced everything for years and years afterward and it's funny to look at it and see just how um unambiguously good and bad the two sides are
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I i think if there's one thing you could say against this episode is that like there's not a lot of shades of gray in here it's like good side bad side one side likes giving rights to people other sides i want to fucking disassemble you and turn you into a jigsaw puzzle <laughs> i
0: mean you think it's black and white but also like fallout 4 did this this robot uh rights thing you know uh is one of their big factions uh and i got into arguments about with people about like well they're just machines it doesn't matter you can just make more of them and it's like dude there's still people there's still people
2: yeah like, they, what? they, they- they have, like, they have memories and feelings and, like, yeah, totally. It's, it's yeah, they're just awesome. not, like, You can't say just because, like, it's easier to kind of, like, disassemble and to, like, point to, like, how, how they are put together. that doesn't make them less of people. It just makes them a different kind of people. Exactly. Right. Hold on. Yeah, I have, but, but I have people they... do
0: feel that way, so I don't know.
1: Okay, this is the joke that I wrote down. Okay? So, it was Maddox just talking, right? And he says... Rights, rights, rights. I'm sick of rights. What about my right to be a dick? <laughs> hey. That's
0: basically what he says, though. So, that is basically the line. <laughs> um, he does say something about, like, what about my rights to not have my work destroyed by Data having rights?
1: That's not uh, a right,
0: dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, And they continue to argue whether or not Data has rights, and um, Maddox makes this comparison to Louvois. Would you allow the computer of the Enterprise to refuse a refit? And for some reason, this makes her think differently about it. She's like, oh, yeah, well, I didn't think about that. The computer's property. but you couldn't uh, refuse that. Is, is Data property? And Maddox is like, of course he's the property of Starfleet. Which, how? First of all, how is Data the property of Starfleet? Finders I'm sorry. Keepers,
2: finders keepers, motherfucker. They <laughs> didn't find
0: him. Of, he voluntarily <laughs> he signed <applied>. up. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Nobody was found by Starfleet. <laughs>
0: yeah, but also, his choice to be here in the first place.
2: Also,
1: like, even if he resigns, you can just like go to his house later and still try to convince him to do the thing. You know, Maddox. You know, you're thinking about this. He's not gonna die. <laughs> He's just, you just can't force him to do this. I'm, yeah, I'm just,
0: but Maddox has to do it right now. He can't wait. He has to do it right, right now. And it doesn't matter if Data doesn't want to.
2: I'm, I'm just picturing Data's alternate life where he decides to become a pizza maker instead with a fake <laughs> Italian mustache. <laughs> oh,
0: that would be so good. He'd make the best pizza, honestly. He would make such good pizza.
1: It would be 100% authentic and definitely not have like raccoons on it.
0: he'd be very experimental actually yeah i wouldn't trust somebody who doesn't have taste buds to cook it'd be like that episode of futurama with bender um where he does that man Futurama does that
2: i was was probably just thinking of futurama
0: absolutely like do we have an episode of this show where we don't bring up futurama in some capacity why why
2: would you not though (laughs) they're basically
1: the same show
0: (laughs) i mean yeah futurama is very heavily influenced i mean tng heavily influenced like Almost all Cypher. Yeah. 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 Uh, and also I wanted to, to bring up too, though, like this comparison that he uses. Okay, hypothetically, the computer of the Enterprise is refusing a refit. Why would you argue with the computer of the Enterprise about this? <laughs> this? Like if the computer was like, no, I don't want to have this refit. Don't you have to stop and ask yourself, why is the computer refusing this? Is the computer a person now? Should we not be... a uh, should we not be refitting this, maybe?
1: Also, should, shouldn't should we be trying to make the computer happy, given that it is what keeps us all
2: alive on the <laughs> ship? I don't no, know.
0: We're, we're just going to force it to do our bidding.
2: I'm, I'm going yeah. to assume it was less of a literal, like, oh, the computer is sentient now and refusing an update as much as, like... What if the the computer was like not being compliant, but we just say that like okay, we give up. This, this isn't what the computer wants. I think he's trying to take that agency away from data, whereas like he's not saying like he's saying that like data not not data not doing this is just like him not complying with what should be like a standard. Like like he, there's no reason for him to refuse a Starfleet proposal because that's just what he should do
0: but i'm i'm arguing though that if the computer is is refusing that then the computer has achieved some level of sentience that isn't to be ignored right
2: and i don't i don't think that's what he i don't think that's what he's even trying to say i think he's just trying to say that like it it's a computer like he's he's trying to view it as like this is like a computer error as much, like less so than like a computer refusal this is a data making an error in his judgment more so than it is data making a refusal i think he's just trying to take away that agency from him
0: yeah, I mean absolutely he's trying to take away data's agency. I agree with that for sure. Uh Luvas Luvo gonna check for precedence to make a ruling and Picard warns her as as he leaves. You know, your ruling is gonna have some really wide reaching uh meanings here, so do a good job. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> fuck this up. Um Meanwhile, Data is very carefully opening a package in ten forward, surrounded by his friends.
2: I love <laughs> the cut to this so much. It's like this really heavy scene. But like, listen, we listen. We need to find out if Data is a person. This is super important. Smash cut to Data, very carefully,
0: <laughs> <laughs> very carefully opening. My mom opens presents this way. It drives me.
2: Yes, right. so does mine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <And>
0: Wesley- <laughs> Wesley's telling him he's supposed to rip the wrapping off, and Data says, "Oh, but if you do, if you're very careful, Wes, you uh, can reuse the paper." And Wesley's like, "You're missing the point, Data." And Data just gives him this look, and then like he's already gotten it off the present at this point, but he just tears it up, and everybody's like, "Ah, ah that Data, he's a, he's a card."
2: It's more. It's more than just like him opening up a gift too, which is really great. It's like a slow pan. I hope you. Can hear, I hope you can hear my dog, by the way. Oh um, <laughs> yeah. Um. It's a slow pan of the gift in his hands, and you just zoom out to everyone surrounding Data, like a bunch of parents, <laughs> or like like his family. I guess. I mean, they are his family, but it's just. It's this very precious little moment.
0: No, it's a, yeah it's really it's a nice little going away party for him uh and the book yeah. that he's gotten is a is a novel from war a klingon novel or i think it was it not a klingon novel but it achieved think, its full
1: yeah i think the klingon's
0: hands or something i
1: think it's the the author name is like a vulcan name but
0: i'm uh, not okay. sure yeah and pulaski wants to argue with him but she said, like, oh we'll save that for another day and uh, Jordy's just off in the corner looking really sad uh
2: <laughs> I, I i just want to say she says oh we'll argue another day and then they immediately start arguing <laughs> 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 you can hear them bickering in the conversation during the whole yeah, during I the whole jordi and that. data conversation yeah
0: <laughs> it's good oh but data goes over to Jordy and is like oh something wrong and Jordy's like of course something's wrong you're leaving and he says this isn't fair and and data is like well, as Dr. Dr. Pulaski would truly remind us at this junction, life is rarely fair. She's uh, right there. She's busy. She's busy arguing the floor. <laughs> That's true.
2: <laughs> it's such a weird thing to say in that moment. It's like, ah, Pulaski was only here.
0: Dude. <laughs> if Pulaski if was still with us, she would say. <laughs> she's just off in the corner yelling about books.
2: <laughs> Maybe he means old Pulaski before she got like rolled back. <laughs>
0: Yeah, before she became a nicer person. Uh and, and Jordy says, I'm sorry, but that it doesn't make it any better. And he's right, it doesn't make it any better. It's this fucking bullshit. And and Jordy's gonna miss his best friend a lot. And I got disappointed in this scene though, because Jordy just like grabs his shoulders and I'm like, Hug, hug, you two hug, you need a hug. And they don't fucking hug the cowards.
2: I, I really thought they were gonna hug. It's not they fair. They should have hugged. Should have given this to us. It's not fair. This is the thing to do.
0: Yeah, I mean I guess it's the eighties and you can't have guys hugging on TV. That might be gay. No. That's Damn. not allowed. Men don't hug each other.
2: You can only have them be incredibly sweaty and covered in oil, but definitely <laughs> you can't hug.
0: <laughs> I I hate that when you say that, I just immediately think of that pan in um Injustice of the of the oily guy. <laughs> <laughs> remember the guy that was on the massage table or whatever God, you're right i forgot about that <laughs>
2: he was so oily I, he was was the of- oiliest <laughs> I was just thinking of every 80s movie ever made
0: <laughs> well that, there's also that yeah oh uh, they should have hugged though um so uh, the next day luva has finished her research and she has determined the data is the property of starfleet done done done
3: and she does not
0: she says he's not allowed to resign but but yeah she said that she found some precedence in like early 20th century uh law or whatever and uh he is not allowed to resign and so picard immediately is like oh i want to challenge this ruling how do i how do i do that let's challenge it and philippe is like well that would be very difficult because i have no staff and he's like i don't give a shit (laughs) that's not my (laughs) problem (laughs) surely you have some rules and regulations about this." Uh, And she's like, okay, yeah, I can use Starfleet officers in positions uh, of the court for this. uh, And that would make it fall on you, Picard, as the uh, captain to defend. And Picard's like, yes, good, I'll do that. Yes, yes. And then uh, Riker, who's there as well, she says, and you, Riker, as the next most senior officer, would prosecute. And he's like, no, no, I can't do that. No, no, that's impossible. He's really, really vehemently like, no, I can't. I can't. I don't believe Data is just a machine, so I can't do this. How could I possibly do this job? You'll have to find he, somebody he, else.
2: He's, he's like, he's like, he's my comrade. Like, I can't, like, I can't fight for this. I don't believe in this. It's, like, so beyond my nature to even, like, consider this. How could I, in good faith, ever, like, make this argument? It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. And she's like, well, fine, then. In, in, uh, if, if that's the case and I'm going to rule summarily on my findings and Data is a toaster, have him report for a refit.
2: Fucked up.
0: And, Why would you yeah. say that? <laughs> and then uh, and he's, Riker's like, so I have to do this. You're, you're forcing me to do this. And, and she's like, yeah. And if you don't give it your best, if I see that, if I, if I feel like you are not giving it your all out there, I will end this case right then. So she's like really putting it on Riker. Like, you have to be an asshole here to your friend
2: she says that but Riker never does a cross-examination
1: yeah so i was gonna say like this is uh probably something to keep in mind later in the trial
2: <laughs>
0: well yeah also, but, uh, he, d- he does also give it his best though like he puts out a pretty good argument yeah
2: oh, oh he gives his best like case but he never questions picard for a second yeah,
0: he's, yeah he's well, not at that point he's like well i said all i had to say
2: that's because
1: <laughs> picard is right so yeah right. there's a there was a deleted scene. There were a lot of deleted scenes actually in this this episode. They filmed enough for like a full hour, and there was so there's a bunch of there's like an extended version out there that we have not been able to find. That
2: is, if you can longer. find this, send it to us. By the way, yes. please we yeah, want to see us it. Be
0: me to at, at gmail and let us know where to get it because we we would really like to see the full version of this.
2: Yeah,
1: but uh, there's a deleted scene where. Uh, Riker is saying that uh, he really wants to do everything he can to win because he wants to beat Picard. Like that's kind of a motivation for him.
2: Mm-hmm. And isn't that a thing that kind of comes up later, where he's not like necessarily like you know hostile or like against Picard as much as like he wants to be able to hold his own in the presence of like one of the greatest admirals out there.
0: I don't know. There's not an admiral present. What are you talking about?
2: I mean, not admiral. What is? It's time to remind, Hayes. captain. captain. What, 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 he oh. wants to hold his own against one of the one of, like Starfleet's best captains out there. Like he wants to be able to kind of be held in that same breath as Picard and be able to challenge him.
0: Oh yeah, Riker's absolutely a competitive kind of guy that would would honestly like do his best no matter what his task he's given, which is why he refused this, I think. Because he's like, I don't want to actually have to try to do this, (laughs) because I can win, and I don't want that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So uh, Data, it goes to Picard's ready room again, and um, Picard is telling Data about Lavoie's ruling. And Data goes, oh, well, okay, then. Uh, (laughs) He goes, I guess I'm uh, reduced from limitless options to none, or rather one.
2: He's uh, I hope,
0: so hopeless
2: at this point. He's just like, uh, he yeah, I guess that's it. I just, uh, I just have
0: to hope that Maddox knows what he's doing. And Picard's <laughs> like, Data, hang on. We're fighting this. Don't worry. We're going to challenge this ruling. And uh, I'll be defending you unless you want some other officer to do it. If you think someone else will do a better job. And Data's like, no. I think I have complete confidence in your ability to represent my interests. Like, he says it real nicely. He's real happy that it's Picard defending him. So, yay.
2: Yeah. And I mean, well... Um, Oh, I just want to say I did look up the Acts of Cumberland, which were the statutes that uh, were referenced in terms of like how, you know, how they decided that uh, data is in fact owned by uh, Starfleet. Now, uh, there is zero details on the Acts of Cumberland. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's just some made up shit.
2: There's just, it, apparently the the only reference to the Acts of Cumberland are this episode, and it's only in reference to whenever she says it, and then they're never spelled out ever
3: cowards yeah. we don't even
2: we don't even know like
3: who
1: who has made this ruling like in the early early 21st century i think they said how is this still on the books like who who signed these acts
0: yeah what, this where is are like, they from they, they've they basically redone all of earth's government since this has been done but this is still has legal precedence i don't i don't get that like, the early 20th century is is now <laughs> so, I like, can imagine if there was a yeah. big court case about uh, the the rights of a chat bot or something.
2: It, it's like it's like that's how you expect like like common like you, you know common uh, the, uh, democratic law to work like these days where you have a really outdated law that obviously doesn't fit the current like the current world, but still deciding to go by it because hey, it's there.
0: Yeah, well there was a very uh, obscure ruling in 1630 about this exact circumstance where they determined that the owner owed the uh plaintiff 10 chickens.
2: Bam. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just even thinking about like modern IP law or like modern like law regarding like the constitution and like the internet like this is like stuff that like is a problem today and continues to be yeah
0: because <laughs> yeah. yeah, technology is it's going faster than laws can update. you know yeah. by by a long shot and everybody who uh is in the in the you know ruling is old and doesn't know shit
2: freaking starfleet
0: Freaking Starfleet meal. Okay, anyway. Riker, meanwhile, is looking up stuff about data for his prosecution and looking up all the data's technical specs. And he sees something very interesting and really smiles, like, oh, I got it now. Ha-ha. And then he's like, what? What's wrong with me? No. <laughs> I don't want to be happy about this. And we mm. see on the, the diagram on the computer, too, what he's looking at is data's off switch, which I don't know if they put that in for the remaster, if that was there in the yeah. original, but that it is what about, he's looking it was at.
1: It's in pretty big text. I bet it was there. It says, Emergency manual control in big letters. Yes.
0: Yeah, and it shows us where we have seen Data's off switch to be in the past, so...
2: Riker's so excited to see it, and he's like, "Do you think he just got excited? He's like, oh man, that's
0: how data works. It's really neat.
2: Wait a minute, this is bad implications for my best friend."
0: Well, you know what's fucked up too is that that was supposed to be a secret. Remember when the, when he told yeah. Crusher it was like all secretive? Like you wouldn't want people to know how to turn you off either, right? Um, But apparently, you can just look it up in the ship's computer.
2: <laughs> Crusher broke her promise. She put it in the ship's uh, no.
0: Data. I um, can't believe this.
2: <laughs> is, that is a betrayal.
1: I can't I think believe around,
2: it. I think it's around this time they keep showing the uh, the the Enterprise next to the starbase. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but it's not at all like to scale, not even close. the uh, The Enterprise is close closest to the camera, and so you'd think that its features would be, would be bigger than the starbase is, right? Because of how perspective works the windows on the enterprise are like 1/100th one one the size of every <laughs> of every window on the starbase they are not even close to the same scale like so apparently starbase has like fucking mile wide long windows no and- you
1: see what they did is they activated the enterprise uh travel storage mode and made it really small
2: okay <laughs>
0: No, I didn't actually notice that, but that that makes sense though, because this this model, like I meant to look that up, but it doesn't. It definitely doesn't look like something they used in a movie. It looks like they built it for this episode, so they probably mm-hmm. didn't have a huge budget to build this model of a space station for for this episode. And it's uh, that
3: makes sense.
0: I mean, I'm guessing. I don't know, but uh, you're right, though. I'm sure it it doesn't like hold up to the Enterprise model. So the hearing begins. Dun, da, da, dun, dun. Uh, Riker calls Data to the stand. He says this is the only relevant piece of uh, evidence. Is is Data himself? And um, Data sits at the table and puts his hand on a box, like a little light box that identifies him, and begins to read all of his awards. And Riker wants it all stipulated, but Picard like stands up and objects and says, "No, I want all this is read." And so the the computer just reads like. He's got a Medal of Honor with clusters, and he's uh, won this award, that award, etc. I want to know
1: what the clusters are.
0: I want to know that, too. But uh, Riker asks Data what he is. And we finally get a definition of android from the show. which, from Webster's 24th Century Dictionary, 5th edition, (laughs) (laughs) defines an android as an automaton made to resemble a human being. Thank you, Webster's 24th.
1: I'm glad that the title is just 24th Century. (laughs) <laughs> fifth edition
0: i mean that's how webster's dictionaries are titled
1: yeah no no i know
0: yeah doesn't make freeze no though because he's the one who said he likes that
1: hmm i'm gonna look this up and see if it says 21st century on it,
2: before, I did that, those, it was, before that it was like 20th century right yeah
0: the webster's 20th century dictionary you haven't thought about it in a while i because dictionaries are just things you look up on the internet now you just google a word if you want to know the definition but when you have, like yeah. a classroom with a dictionary in it, it was like Webster's twentieth century fourth edition dictionary or whatever.
2: The,
3: the, oh, the reason I why it sounds it
2: weird is dictionary. The, the the reason why it sounds weird is because no one on the planet ever references the century of the of the dictionary <laughs> yeah, you're reading so- from. You just assume it's the current one. <laughs> um, why, are you, uh, why are you referencing a, a Webster's dictionary from two hundred years ago? <laughs>
0: He's he's doing his citations correctly. But it is the twenty fourth century also in the show, so
2: Yes, yes, I know. Uh. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um and Riker asks him who made him, and Data says uh, he was made by Dr. Nun Soong. And Riker's like, uh and who was he? And and Data says, Well he was the foremost authority in uh cybernetics. And and Riker says, No, no, more basic than that, what was he? Uh human answers data and, and Riker's like yes he was human uh and so then Riker asks data what his specs are and he, he like dutifully lists all of his specs which i didn't write down but you guys were talking about it's like uh 800 quadrillion bits or something what was yes, it 800
1: quadrillion bits ultimate storage capacity and uh he's also has a 60 teraflops is what i wrote down is his uh speed
2: of so uh, uh, operations fast? per second is yes. what it was. Which, I, yeah, I those are ridiculous it. numbers. 100 terabytes is... It's, like, a lot, but I guess in the context of, like, what a person wouldn't be able to need to be able to memorize on a modern... on, like, a daily basis for years and years actually wouldn't be that much. Well,
1: <laughs> it's not 100 terabytes, though. It's 100,000. Oh,
2: a, a ter- 100,000 terabytes, I meant to say. But, yeah. but still, like, I feel like you need way more than than even that for yeah that's a lot it's a lot but like
0: i mean i'm it, sure his memory system has like a a storage capability where he zips things up because like, he sometimes has to slowly reference things remember so he's probably like unzipping <laughs> things in his memory
1: yeah you have to think about how uh how lossy uh human memory is
0: <laughs> yeah
2: D- data <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, data can't. Like, I'm sure it's like lossy in a sense, but not like it, it's not fluid in the way that human memory is. Where it's, like he would be. Gen- he's genuinely just like recording everything in his head. At least in my eyes.
0: Well, I mean, he that that would be what he's doing because he he can't. Uh, and it, they've demonstrated that before. Like even in the in the series premiere, they demonstrated him just like playing back people's voices exactly. And, and like
2: think think about like not only like just like the video of that memory, but like the context of all the data of all the data he has to like, you know, put in his head. Like it to me, you'd need like I don't know, a, a gajillion a bajillion. <laughs> that terabytes. would probably do it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I know, no, I think but... a hundred thousand terabytes would do it though. Like I said, I think the other I'm sure there's some kind of compression system where he puts stuff that he doesn't need all the time away in. Right.
2: It has to run winzip on uh, whatever the synonym of the day is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what he's doing when he's processing. He's like unzipping that. Oh, right. Yes, that word. It means this and that and this and that.
1: <laughs> See, this is why they need more datas so they can make like a network of datas and then they can all send their memories up to the super data memory bank and then they can save everything.
0: The data so cloud? A data. Yeah. Server. <laughs> god damn it it's the data center he says <laughs> uh, so uh, Riker um, then uh, presents a rod of parseal as a piece of evidence and this is our second Futurama uh, reference today because he asks Data to bend it yay and oh Picard so tries, happy. To, Picard tries to object, object to this because there are many life forms he says that ha- have mega strength and it's not relevant
1: <laughs> <laughs> mega strength mega strength was the exact word used
0: but uh but felipe wants to see this and overrules it so data, <laughs> hold data on plays, this
1: is
2: gonna be cool
0: <laughs> data plays bender and bends this steel rod
2: it's just like a bender bend too it's so good you just like eh. <laughs>
0: 30 degrees <laughs> uh <laughs> um <laughs> i was thinking about that episode the other day where um they have that musical number when the they get a new accountant or something, or they get audited, and she she takes Bender's personality chip. Remember, and he he just keeps saying, "I am Bender, insert girder. I am Bender, insert girder." I don't know why that popped in my head the other day. Anyway, unrelated to this episode entirely.
2: I, I just always I, I, I always think of the Bender scene where it's like, "Who could possibly bend this?" and he's like bang, bending
0: it back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, so, um, Riker then requests from Luvah that he be allowed to remove Data's hand for her inspection. And Picard objects to this and he stands up and they just kind of look at him and he just withdraws his own objection. Which, why? Hey, I don't think he should withdraw his own objection, but I guess he doesn't really have a reason to object. He just thinks um, it's weird.
1: I think if it was me, I would say, what is the purpose of this? And then the judge would reply, because it's fucking badass.
0: This <laughs> is <He's laughs> demonstrating that he's a machine, I guess. It's just the purpose. riker apologizes he goes over to data and he apologizes and then he takes his arm off um which we get to see the insides of data's arm which is cool it is cool like he's it is badass mccree's is not wrong (laughs) (laughs) but he takes it across the room and shows it to louvois and then he begins making his argument about how uh data is a construction made by a man to serve human needs and uh in this he like it's really tragically he refers to data as it to as part of his argument And that he was uh, entirely constructed by a man. And then he also says uh, a man will now turn him off and like leans over and turns data off. And David just slumps over.
2: Well, it's because like, it's because Picard can tell what like Riker is trying to do. And he just like objects with it. I think on like a personal level without really thinking about what he's saying when that's, when that's like literally what uh, Riker is trying to do is that like, he's, he's taking, uh, data's humanity away from him. He's saying that like you're just like a bucket of bolts, like you're just something that we could construct, something that we can take apart easily. You're yeah. no, you're no different than like uh, a piece of equipment on a ship. Like I can, yeah. I can, I can take this, I can manipulate it how I want to, I can press the off button. You're just like you're another toy to us. How can you be human? That's Riker's like thrust.
0: Yeah, and and, and as his closing line, he actually mm-hmm. says after Data's turned off, Pinocchio is broken. Its strings have been cut to undercut that uh like he's just a doll he's just a just a thing just a possession um and and recker sits back down with uh, closing his arguments and he's, he's just horrified with himself he feels terrible because he his argument was really good <laughs> he knows <Damn>. it
1: <laughs> i mean i was i was thinking about this earlier like i don't think data's purpose is to serve human needs and interests though like he i think especially when we look at the contrast with lore here um like I don't think like when you look at uh humans, we have these kind of core uh these like really basic um primal directives like to be like to work in society to like protect protect babies, you know there's a very basic one you know just just our base level instincts, and I don't know whether. Ada really has those, like, those kind of, like, those kind of purposeful uh, directives. Like, he seems to have kind of just chosen this path because this is what he wants to do. He wants to fit into society, whereas Lore has decided that it's better for him to, you know, go above society and make himself as powerful and really reach as much potential as he sees in it. And it's like, they're not really, um, they're not really, you know, they don't seem to have a defining purpose to them other than what they have figured out for themselves. You know? Yeah. I think...
2: Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I think especially without even having the context behind them, we've never met doctor Noonie and Noonien-Sung. We don't know why he decided to make uh, data and lore ostensibly, besides like proving that he could do it like there, there's no there's no um, there's no sort of uh, I was going to say manual, but as much as like contextual purpose as to why they were made, they weren't they aren't like established as tools. As much as just beings that exist in this world now, and like, yeah. it, 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 it you it, it's uh I think it's like a, a good way to try and win an argument, which is what which is what Riker is trying to do by trying to recont- recontextualize data as just this tool made for not maybe not made for Starfleet, but one that serves it. And uh, I think by trying trying to abuse the fact that we don't truly know that much about data. I think that's how he's trying to manipulate his side of the argument.
0: Yeah, I think you're both yeah. right, and I think I think Riker is is definitely wrong and being disingenuous about this. And I, I it's it's disappointing that Picard wasn't aware enough to call him on it at the moment mm-hmm. because uh, both Laura and Data follow the basic kind of. Um, the kind of human instincts I would say like uh, that McFreeze is talking about where it's not necessarily about um, like protecting babies or whatever, but obviously like in this episode, data is demonstrating that he has self-preservation at the very minimum. Yeah. Both yeah. of them seek uh, power in, in some regard. Laura's is much more direct about it, but data is just seeking knowledge. He wants to know everything he can about the universe. That's his, his main goal, you know, so especially about humanity, learn about humanity, learn about the universe. Um and, and it it is definitely not to serve people. It is its own thing, you know. They they have their own uh, minds. I would say that they are sentient. <laughs> I think What's this is the? fairly obvious. Uh,
2: what? I think Laura serves to uh, Laura uh, exists to serve stupid crystal monsters <laughs> <in the States>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think this is this is like what
1: uh, this is what lawyering is about, though. Is about presenting your own argument and yeah. whether you do just simply do not mention the any the things that could uh, hurt your argument and it doesn't need to be you know correct or true you're just trying to win here
2: <laughs> right well it, yeah, it's it, just it, like
0: it's, arguing on the internet
2: it's yeah. being able to abuse the absence of information by thrusting your own yes exactly yes
0: yeah, it, it does fall on Picard to uh, object and, and raise his own argument there, but he didn't do it. Instead, he's just, he slack-jawed, and he requests a recess from LeVois, which he grants. Because he's just blown away by this argument. So uh, then we have um, Picard is, like, alone in Ten Forwards. I guess it's late night, and Ten Forwards closed, and he's just in there with Guinan. And um, and she's just like, was his argument really that that good? And and he was like, "It's it was devastating. You know, he almost convinced me. And and she says, "Well, you know, you have the harder argument because uh, Data, by his own admission, is a machine. How do you he prove he's not?" Um, and, and then she asks him, "Like, oh, are you worried about Data?" And, and Picard's like, "Well, you know, I, I've sent people on far more dangerous missions. It's not really that." Um, and so then she she does this thing where she the guidance thing, I will say, where she <laughs> uh, reframes she tells you it the for answer... him. Oh, sorry. Yeah, she reframes it in a way that makes you come to the conclusion yourself uh and so she's she's talking about how uh well you know it would be good for starfleet they would have this uh data to do like all the hard stuff and it would be very valuable and he's and then part's like yes he's been very valuable here yes and uh and she starts to talk about like uh did a, i forget what's in that audio clip i'm gonna play an audio clip uh, right now from this scene uh and um it, we're gonna listen to it because the acting is really good and i can't really repeat what they're saying so let's listen to that
3: Consider that in the history
1: of many worlds there have always been disposable creatures They do the dirty work They do the work that no one else wants to do because it's too difficult or too hazardous and An army of data is all disposable You don't have to think about their welfare. You don't think about how they feel
3: Whole generations of disposable people talking about slavery. I think that's a little harsh. I don't think that's a little harsh. I think that's the truth.
1: But that's a truth that we have obscured behind a
3: comfortable, easy euphemism. Property. But that's not the issue at all, is it?
0: such a good fucking scene dude oh my god patrick stewart
2: i, I, just... I, I, I like that little bit where like she's clearly giving Vicard like the answer that he needs and even whenever he, he comes up with it she kind of playfully like pushes against it as like a minor devil's advocate it's just like, like well i don't know if it's that I, serious
1: i didn't say it you said it
0: yeah but it it, no it's she's very clever in that way and this is how she deals with a lot of people's problems we've talked about it before but but it just like making people have that spark of realization in their own head and finally picard like gets to the essence of what's been bothering him about this entire case you know uh because he has he has known this in the back of his head but he hasn't been able to put it into words and i'm screaming at him meanwhile like how have you not been able to realize that this was what this is about (laughs) but um but he just has this this like brilliant realization of like yeah that that is what this is you know they're talking about making a slave race of fucking datas and that's wrong it's really very wrong wrong.
1: it's very it's a little problematic
0: it's a little little bad i'm gonna say it's worse
2: than
1: problematic i'm gonna say it's (laughs)
3: it's... (laughs) i would say
1: you shouldn't make uh you should not just make a bunch of slaves personally that's i'm against it
0: no, it's it's bad. It's wrong and bad, and uh, it, it just really the the scene just cuts to the, the essence of that. And the writing in this episode is so good, dude. On oh, the acting, ah, oh, so good. Yeah, uh.
2: it's crazy. These like just like going from this episode again. It's like the dolphin where it's like it, they're on different planets. It's so weird. <laughs> like right? Yeah,
0: it's like where, a different show.
2: Yeah, where like one's like really like poignant. It's like less of like kind of like a. Like a serial, I mean, it still obviously is like a serial, but it's not written as like a chipper sort of like kind of in, a, in that sort of chipper, playful way. In the way that a lot of these early episodes have been, and where like it, these these episodes have this like element of like self awareness that like is just it comes and goes so rapidly. It's like, it kind of gives you like whiplash.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean these these are the kind of episodes that I really like. These just pure sci-fi episodes that are you know they are really relevant to our time now as well it's it's just and of course also the actors are really good that yeah. Helps. yeah
0: the acting is phenomenal and i think like you said it it, it only becomes more relevant as technology advances and, and yeah. becomes more accurate and at some point i'll bet you know that we're gonna have an actual real legal case at some point in the future and they're gonna be like using clips from this episode to be like see <laughs> we were thinking about this back in the 1980s
2: actually they'll He's... be using clips from black mirror <laughs> no
0: <laughs> you oh, can't say that <laughs> Hey, there's some relevant They're going to be using clips
1: from the Blade Runner
2: remake. They're going to they're going to cancel my eyes, Merc. I won't be able to see <laughs> anything. No.
0: Um, so back to the uh they go back to the hearing, Picard is now armed with his counter-arguments, thanks to Guinan. Um and and he's talking about how uh you know, and he's very low key at the beginning of this too. He's very like like he almost sounds like he's uh hesitant in the, in the start of this. But he says Riker has proven that Data is a machine and he says but that's not relevant as humans are also machines of a different type and uh, h- that he was uh, created by a man but that's also not relevant because children are created from their parents' building blocks and that doesn't make them property, which is true. Um, and Picard uh, calls Data to the stand and uh, he opens the little bag that Data was packing earlier that we talked about uh, and pulls out the metals and he asks Data why he packed them and what purpose they serve. And Data's like I don't know, sir. I just wanted them. Is that vanity? He asks, which is really cute and innocent of Data to be like, I'm not sure why I wanted them. You know, is that wrong with me? I, I just like them. <laughs> he's, he's,
2: he's trying to identify why he might like them. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, I love Data. I love Data.
0: And uh, Picard also pulls out the uh, the book and uh, Data says, well, it was, a, it was a gift from Picard to Data. It's a reminder of friendship and service. And uh, Picard then sets down the, uh, the hollow image base and turns it on. And we see Tasha Yar. And uh he asks him about it, uh, since uh you know you have no other portraits of your other uh crew members, why why her? And and Data's like, uh, I'd prefer not to answer that. I, I gave go. my word <laughs> I gave my word. Uh, but the card says, under the circumstances, I don't think Tasha would mind. And and Data says, uh, oh, we were uh, intimate.
2: <laughs> now if this- you never watch The Naked Now it's an It's a like a sweet little moment, it's like, oh my God, like data able to have like that intimacy with that intimacy with someone. I wonder what it was like. <laughs> <laughs> wonder yeah. what the context was Man. behind that
0: a good a good friend of mine who's a big t n g fan has has made the joke repeatedly that uh it's um very funny that that episode has to exist because of this episode like uh this they they have they were forced to acknowledge the existence of that episode in this extremely serious very different episode well
3: also (laughs) like
1: this is the this is the entire turning point in the case because if you look at the judge's face she's just like shocked and (gasps) sitting bolt upright at this like wow
0: it I didn't can't believe this
2: robot fucks. It didn't I occur
0: bl- to me that this robot could fuck.
2: This robot had a drunken one night stand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, they—they uh, uh, they might uh, be Picard might be doing the uh, lawyer thing too of not going into too much details. No, that. totally, totally. <laughs> but he did it have was the most shameful thing that
2: happened that day but we don't talk about it, we don't <laughs> talk about it much.
0: <laughs> so he loved her um well he did obviously have special he, feelings for her no, because he, he does keep her hollow image um you know and also the fact that she did die might be relevant i feel like but whatever <laughs> you, think, you, think
2: that would be, you think that'd be brought up in some capacity <laughs>
0: well you know i was gonna mention too it, it's wild to me that they didn't bring up lore at all in this episode because you'd think that his existence in some capacity would have been relevant
2: Right. I think they didn't want to like I think A, they didn't want to complicate things that much for data. And B, they didn't want to pull the files on Lore and show them in this context, because it would not have helped this case in terms no. of getting like <laughs> favorable.
0: Not <laughs> like, really. But I mean you you really could not call lord not sentient though because of the way he acts. True. Yeah, I mean, true. He he definitely does not act in the service of humanity. Um And he also might be a good warning case of, hey, maybe you shouldn't just copy datas randomly. It could could go bad. (laughs) (laughs) What if the race of data is turned against you? (laughs) Oh, God, could you imagine a race of lores? That would be terrifying.
2: I wonder Um, what's going to happen.
0: No, that doesn't happen. Don't worry. Uh, I can't tell anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I, try, I don't want to go into too much details about what we were talking about earlier because I want it to be a surprise to you, but uh, I'm not going to go into details. Um, anyway, Picard calls Maddox to the stand. Uh, Riker doesn't want to cross-examine him. He doesn't uh, have anything to say to, or anything to ask Data at this, this is, point. This
1: is where Riker just checks out of the trial. and is, yeah, totally. is really He's really lucky that um, is wants to bang Picard because she has forgotten about whole trying his best thing.
0: He did he did try his best and then he well, just he, he's done. He's, he's not like, anymore. Right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm out of here. Doing he
2: examinations are insanely important. It is. <laughs> you should yeah. at least have some kind of question you should ask, not be like, I'm good. <laughs> like especially
1: um when this is jumping ahead a little bit, but Maddox comes to the stand oh. and uh Picard's like, yes, yes, yes. We don't need to read all of his awards, which is the exact same thing that Riker did to him. And Riker's like, yeah, I don't care about this. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it's,
0: it's not relevant, though, for Maddox because Maddox's humanity is not in question. Like, that's the reason that <laughs> Picard wanted those read is is to show that he was uh, an exemplary serviceman for Starfleet and that he had been acknowledged as such. Um, yeah, you, but you, Maddox is like, who cares?
2: You think he would at least, like, say, like, uh, badgering the witness?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he does. He does request, like, Picard then next calls Maddox to stand as a hostile witness, which I think gives him some more permission to badger him a little bit. Um I'm not sure. I'm not a lawyer. I've but,
2: never heard hostile witness before. I don't know what that means.
0: It's a thing. I think it means that they are allowed to be a little harsher with them. Um,
2: <laughs> you can't treat this witness like shit. Yeah,
0: I don't. I don't know. I'm like I said. I'm not a lawyer. I've just watched some <laughs> Law and Order episodes. That's all I know about law. Um, <laughs> Picard asks Maddox <laughs> to clarify that. Uh, he, well, like like McFries was talking about. Uh, he he puts his hand on the light box. It reads who his identity is. And Picard's like, yes, yes, we we know. Him. But suffice it to say, he's an expert um picard asks maddox to clarify that he doesn't believe data is sentient and that's why he doesn't have the rights as every other life form in the federation and at this point i'm going to bring up that i'm pretty sure that they're using sentience interchangeably with sapiens here and um by modern definitions like uh there's no question that data is sentient sentient just means you're capable of like feeling and experiencing things like a dog is sentient you know um
2: they they also like kind of they kind of go back and forth on, like, self-awareness and, like, what consciousness is. Because my understanding is that consciousness is, like, being aware of your self-awareness, not the other yeah. way around.
0: Well, they don't really get into it in this episode, and I don't know. I'm not a philosopher. They don't really
1: define it. Like, to my understanding, consciousness is, like, the... um this the, the the idea that you are a consistent person and that you can like draw a line through your memories to who you are now and say these are all me this is one person
2: right and, and like so, yes. and obviously
1: and it, it, like that is not something that is easily uh proven in court
2: <laughs> no 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 <laughs> which they they, they they make a point of i'm sorry to interrupt
0: no you're fine i was just gonna say i i think like unquestionably to me sentient like that that doesn't even like it's it's unquestionable and this entire this entire case is a just a charade this whole court (laughs) is out of order it is kangaroo court data is is very obviously sentient but whatever um (laughs) where am i in here um so uh Picard asks Maddox what the criteria for sentience is. And Maddox tells them uh, it's, it's intelligence, self-awareness, and consciousness. And Picard tells Maddox to prove to the court that he is sentient. <laughs> Maddox is like, this is absurd.
3: <laughs> um,
0: and then they go through their criteria list with, with data. Picard's like, uh, okay, first of all, is data intelligent? And, uh, and Maddox is like, yes, yes, of course. It's very intelligent. And, um, well, is data self-aware, Picard asks. Uh, and what, what what would you define as being self-aware? And, um, and Maddox gives him more of a definition of like, well, he would, uh, know like who he is and what he's doing and all that. I didn't write down exactly what it was, but, uh, but he immediately demonstrates that Data has that self-awareness by just asking him what he's doing right now and what's at stake. And, and Data's like, uh, oh, I'm sitting in a court that is uh, determining my rights and status as a person. And what's at stake is his right to choose. And, and Picard's like my right to choose, you know, my life, my, uh etc and uh and maddox is just like you know this is this is exceedingly difficult um
1: this is like this this whole scene um is like one that i remember word for word for just how patrick stewart uh performs this it's it's just so good he's like well he seems pretty self-aware to me He's like, oh, you yeah. he,
2: he, he have the sense that he's, like, he's always like trying to pry something like he, he wants like real answers out of Maddox. Maddox really de- deals in like vague sort of absolutes rather than like concrete answers. And so Picard is trying to blow past that. He wants like he wants a yes or a no on things. He doesn't want like this, like general acceptance of already that data can't have, you know, sentience. Like, what do you mean by that? Like define that for us. Don't just say it
0: yeah and that's the really the best way to go about this too because Maddox has no answer for it he has just he's convinced himself that data is not sentient that he's just a machine uh and uh, he won't hear uh, anything to the contrary he's not given it really like enough thought to think about like is data actually sentient and and so it's up to Picard to be like dude you have to actually think about this we're talking about his rights as a person (laughs) This is important, but I, I did clip another audio clip and, and um, it was actually really hard to tell where to clip this one because of uh, uh, how good Patrick Stewart's performance is in this entire scene, but I didn't want it to be like three minutes long, so it's not that, but it's uh, just kind of the end of his arguments here, so let's give that a listen.
1: A single data, and forgive me, Commander, is a curiosity. A wonder even, but thousands of data. Isn't that becoming...
2: A race, and won't we be judged by how we treat that race? Now tell me, Commander, what is data? I don't understand. understand. What is he? A machine. Is he? Are you sure? Yes. You see, he's met two of your three criteria for sentience, so what if he meets the third? Consciousness, in even the smallest degree. What is he then? I don't know. Do you? Do you? Do you
0: anyway uh this is a really good episode
2: but (laughs) shortly before that clip he he's talking to the oh what's the jag officer's name again i'm so sorry uh levois levois um he talks to her and, and he's like saying directly like like this is really important we need to talk about this because this is more than just about data what we're concerning now this is about for like any kind of like similar life form we find that's primarily, or like, you know, for someone that we might define as a life form that happens to be mechanical or a robot, but still perhaps sentient. And like, we we need to consider the future implications of what this trial will say down the line, because it could have very damaging, like we, we will be judged for how we're like, how we how we make this decision here this could this could impact hundreds if not millions of beings later down
0: yeah um he actually says that after that clip and, and and it's it's a fantastic closing argument because he points out too that that they're on a search for new life in the galaxy they found it this data is new life in the galaxy and they they have to treat him as such you know and it is the future that that they have to think about when when this ruling is made um
2: I, I, I also just really like that in that, cl- in that clip, he says, like, I don't know, like, you know, what if he doesn't meet that third criteria? Like, what if he has like consciousness? Like, what does that make him? I don't even know. Like, we, we are so, we are in so far over our heads here. We don't know what we're talking about. And we're trying to make this like decision, like, for him about like, okay, well, we just control you now. It's like, we, we, we are, we are so past our, like, limits of understanding of where we're at in terms of life. It's yeah. it's really fascinating to think about.
0: Yeah, and I wanted to note too. I cut that clip off where I did because like, picard is yelling all this at Maddox, but when he says "Do you," he turns around and faces the camera, <laughs> <laughs> and it's the funniest shit. Because like, he turns around and dramatically faces the camera. Do you? And then the camera just cuts to Riker. Like, what?
3: Yeah. If you, have <laughs> you
1: se- if you've seen Who Shot Mister Burns from The Simpsons? Um. It, they do the, the, the same thing where dr hibbert's pointing to the camera he says do you and then they just s- swivel the camera around and he was pointing at chief wiggum
0: <laughs> well i guess it's my job <laughs> yeah he uh he's looking at like Riker, and then uh then the which i almost called louis earlier when you asked what her name was <laughs> I, don't know. I, I just was like uh Lu- louis what no that's not right that's somebody else um
2: it turns you a phoenix
0: Ah, uh, that would be cool. Um <laughs> so she uh she uh has uh the court dismissed while she goes and uh determines her ruling and she says she's got a lot to think about. Um but uh she rules oh and I say she doesn't have to leave, she just makes the ruling right then, right? I don't remember. Yep. Uh but she rules that Data uh while he is a machine, he is not the property of Starfleet and he has the freedom to choose. Hell yeah yay, yay. Which, again i don't know why this was ever a fucking question in the first place it makes me mad that obviously he's not the property of starfleet come on come on why did you doing this
1: damn acts of cumberland
0: ah
2: damn you cumberland ah, you screwed us again. Uh-oh. <laughs>
0: um, but data walks over to maddox at the end and he formally refuses to undergo the procedure and maddox is like yeah yeah i'll cancel the transfer order but then data like thanks him and and tells him to continue his work because when he's ready data will still be there like data doesn't isn't totally against this idea he does find it really intriguing he just doesn't want like uh to lose his fucking half of his brain you know yeah Yeah. (laughs) he doesn't want brain damage
2: especially it's like what appears to be that like at this time is like a premature like sort of step yeah like he should continue that research and maybe data will like be able to trust him in the future. Whenever he has a greater understanding of a positronic ba- brain and like how it operates and like that filaments issue and all that. But now yeah. it's not
0: the time. No. <laughs> when data walks out and Maddox just says to Louvois, he's remarkable, which is the first time all episode that he's referred to data as he, and she points it out to him like, Oh, you didn't call him in it.
2: Ah, that, that, gotcha. that was almost a good moment until she did that. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is like when, uh,
1: when they do the data is using contractions thing and they always point it out
2: specifically. Yeah. For the um, audience at home. Uh, I, I also thought that Maddox just immediately conceding was very like, it doesn't really fit his character. I feel like he'd be like the kind of character that tries to appeal it for the rest of his life.
0: I feel like that Picard's uh, argument was powerful enough. that It actually made him reconsider though. And, and that's good because he, he maybe should realize that data is a fucking person. <laughs> <laughs> but he does seem like he has been moved in that in that regard and right, and right you know the way his the way he reacts kind of redeems him a little bit as a person he's not like rights i'm sick to death of hearing about these rights instead he's like okay maybe i was going a little overboard <laughs>
2: it, in that last scene is a, it's also the only time where he drops his disney villain voice
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> he just
0: becomes a normal person yeah. so maddox then walks out of the courtroom too and uh louvois is getting ready to go and she's just like telling picard eh, sometimes it works justice you know sometimes this legal system works and he asks her to dinner yay finally yay! we get we
1: get the real uh the resolution that we've been waiting for all this time
2: is picard gets to bang
0: i'm happy for him
2: But she she says you're paying Picard, and then leaves. And
0: then the last thing we get in this episode is we've we've got a what? Why is when everybody is sulking in this episode in the show? Have you noticed that they all go to the conference room, turn off the lights, and just stare out the window? Like that's (laughs) what everybody does to sulk. (laughs) <laughs> but Riker is in there. He's sulking alone, uh, looking out the window. And Data comes in. He's like, "Hey, you know, we're doing a celebration on the holodeck. You should come. Come with us." And Riker is like, I, "I, don't have any right to be there, dude. I, I was trying to prosecute you. I almost won." And and Data's like, "Well, I, I have heard though that if you had refused, I would have been uh, summarily ruled against." And um, he tells Riker that Riker's actions have injured him, but saved. Hit him, I, the phrasing of that was very.
2: Bad. It, it injured Riker, but it saved Data.
0: Yes, it injured Riker, but it saved Data, and Data is never going to forget it. And and Riker just gives him a big old smile and tells Data that he's a wise man. And Data says, "Not yet, sir, but with your help, I am learning." It was such a good fucking episode, dude. I'm getting good. chills just thinking about that ending. Oh man, I'm like clapping in my brain, standing up, cheering.
3: <laughs> I'm
1: hitting the clap button.
0: Yay! No, it's it was like, a great episode
2: it's like everything kind of like ties together even like the smallest scene like you can draw a line from like one part to another it, it, it's like it's just like really well thought out It, ah, man it's it's just good good tv good television it
0: was really good television i was worried really worried that because the way we've talked up this episode Hayes, i was worried you were gonna be like disappointed in it in some way you know because like uh, oh, people said this episode was so great but it's just an episode but i'm glad you really did like it so i'm, I'm relieved
2: well part of that is like it, it like definitely viewing this in the context of the episodes around it kind of helps out helps it out a lot where you see that kind of like jumping quality you see like where the show came from and like where it's evolving into And that and that does this episode of really fantastic service of just like okay this is this writing is maturing not 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 only is it maturing in its themes but it's also maturing in its execution. So what what you're saying is it was very important for all of the bad
1: Black Mirror episodes to exist so that Striking (laughs) Vipers would be so
2: good in comparison. All of sci-fi has led to Striking (laughs) Vipers essentially. (laughs)
0: So I guess that's us gay now. Okay, now. <laughs> that's uh, just that's
1: cinema right there. <laughs> I you know. fucking a polar bear.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so that's uh, that's all we have. Oh first. no, york are tied to the polar bear.
2: <laughs> it's, fine. Oh, it's
0: fine. He's the backup. Guy. It doesn't matter. Um, but so... um,
2: but yeah, man. um no I, I i again, I think the thing I liked most about it wasn't just like the philosophy, it was how tight the actual writing was how like you could just like see that they they wanted the different parts of the episode to kind of blend and also inform each other and not just exist in a vacuum like scenes don't just end and then stop mattering in that moment there There's little things that carry over it it's really it's it's just good television.
0: Yeah, the writing is just it's absolutely fantastic. Like you could take the same premise and put it in a season one episode that had the season one quality of writing and it would be like, what the fuck is this episode, dude? (laughs) There's (laughs) so many season
2: one episodes where it's like there is a concept here. It's just not there's just it's just not executed in any meaningful way. And it's not like, well, it's not like given the chance it deserved. Whereas, as you said, yeah, you could easily see this as like, oh, data's rights are at risk data has to fucking clobber a monster in a cave to make people respect him that's how season one there's, there's <laughs> all that. Absolutely
0: i want to see that though <laughs> it would be a good episode and, and, and that way. would only be
2: the like the half of the episode the other half of the episode is like wesley trying to like is trying to like dispel an like, aphrodisiac he accidentally made and is making all the girls love him <laughs> oh no <laughs> like that that that's the episode Man. of season one <laughs> i want to
1: see Haste's show now this, this is good
3: stuff
0: um the amateur yeah, of a man's fantastic and it's it's really a turning point in the series where they do start at this point when they when they have these these better ideas they do start really fully executing on the mem uh especially like in season three when we get there uh and the and the writing staff changes up a bit like it is just ugh it's good television man i'm telling you okay but (laughs) that's probably all we have to say today uh if you have any questions or comments please email them to us at be me to six bay at gmail.com uh next week we're going to be talking about uh the dauphin which is the wesley episode which we have already watched because we were prepared to talk about it this week and we didn't so uh, you might have watched it out there too but stay tuned we'll we'll talk about it next week and then also uh, contagion uh, an episode where we uh deal with some romulans We got some we got some Romulan drama.
2: They can't they can't have another disease episode. They've had so many. It's
0: not a disease episode, Hayes. Don't worry.
2: Okay. It's something
0: else entirely. I actually did read the description of it because I was like, what the fuck is this episode? And then (laughs) I remembered. Um but yeah, there's some Romulan activity involved. Uh so yeah, tune in next week. Uh thank you guys so much for listening. Uh sorry again that the show was late this week, but I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed measure of a man, because God, we sure did. Uh and thank you, McFreeze. Thank you, Hayes
2: absolutely yeah
0: it's always a pleasure and we'll see you guys next time